Welcome to Cleveland's newest and Cleveland's best sports podcast. This is Two Guys in a Mic with your hosts Ron Pierce and Sean Davis. Let's go. Are you looking to make a lifestyle change for your health and wellness? Try personal training through Renegade Soul. Follow Renegade Soul 216 on Instagram and Facebook. Go to the website www.renegadesoul216.com. Sign up today for your first personal training session. You're worth it. Good evening, good people and followers of our podcast, Two Guys and a Mic. Today is apparently a good day. You can tell how I introduced the show that I got a little bit of energy that I might not have had. Normally, today is another Victory Sunday. That's nine Victory Sundays, Sean? Yeah, nine. Nine, Count them nine. Uh, Victory Sunday. So uh, I'm going I'm to tell you what any of that means right now, uh, uh, in a little bit, rather. Right now, let me introduce myself. I'm Ron Pierce better known as RP. And I'm your other host, Big Sean. And welcome to Two Guys and a Mic on this very, very big, you know, Victory Sunday. This has been a weekend of winning for me. So I felt really good coming into today. So if you guys are wondering what I got around my neck, uh, I stole these from my wife. My wife is a figure competitor uh bodybuilding etc etc so these are her three first place trophies that she got over this weekend so uh i want to give a big shout out to her she won these three first places also she also she won the uh overall first place in terms of her points uh amongst the other competitors so i'm like super stoked about what she did and all of the work that she put in. So shout out to my wife, Samantha Pierce. Yeah, that's huge, man. Shout out to Sam. Congratulations. Yeah, man. That's a really, that's really, really big accomplishment, man. That's that's, that's big shit big. right there. That's big, big, man. So I, I just want to send a shout out to her um, before we get started. But uh, so that was Saturday. But I woke up today. I don't want to say nothing ridiculous talking about it. I felt dangerous and none of that nonsense. That's kind of. You know, and I know Sean hates cliches. If I did that, he would probably log off and I'd be doing so. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> not today, anyway. Not today, but, uh, man. This, is, this was a see, big, big win today. As you can see, I'm feeling my guy baked. So I got baked behind me today. Uh, but, yeah, I, I did wake up this morning. And I felt pretty good um, about our opportunities or about our chances of winning this game. And I thought that we could pull it off. And, and, and let's be clear, we pulled it off. We looked good doing it. Um, the game ended up being a little closer than what people would have, you know, what it started out to be. But I don't think it was close in the sense of a real game. It wasn't really that close. Um, so I'm, I'm happy about that. Uh, what do you what do you think about that from that from that standpoint, Sean? Oh, man, it's a, a huge victory. So, you know, even though the game got close towards the end, that's not going to take away from the victory at all because before the season started and we look at the schedule, everybody circled this game as pretty much a loss because we had 
you know, coming to the end of the season, we know we had three big games, you know, Tennessee, the Ravens, and Pittsburgh. And we all said, okay, if we can win one out of those three and then beat the Jets and Giants, we were all good. But we were still like, eh, you know, Titans maybe know with the Ravens being beat up. It was like we were looking more towards that one. Yeah, maybe we'll get the Ravens at home. You know, we just kind of chalk the Titans up as, as a loss, which I did too. Um, I said that the Browns, certain things are going to have to happen in order for us to win the game. And they actually came to fruition. And we're going to get into that later. You and know, that's crazy. What our keys were. That's crazy because I think we both hit on things that needed to happen in our midweek show. This is why y'all need to listen to us and y'all need to, to tune in because we actually speak on things that need to happen or that we exactly. think need to happen in order for us to win. And I, Sean is correct. Uh, the three things that he brought up and the three things that I brought up are the three things or the six things that happened in this game. <laughs> right. All, all of those all, all things of it. happened uh, to, to allow us to win in this particular game. And you're right. We'll get to that uh, in, a, in a few minutes. But because it is Victory Sunday, before we start, we got to do our customary toast. I got a little All bit right. of today because this is a big win for us. And we'll go into why this is a big win for us, uh, even more so than just us being nine and three. We'll go into the specifics in a minute. But my brother, we've All done right. it for a long, 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 long time. We've been here for a long time, man. We have earned this. Sean and I and every other Browns fan on the exactly. earth. Exactly. We have earned this shot right here. Hey, big win today, bro. Big win, bro. Exactly. Pretty much secured our first winning season since 2007. So that's number one. That right there is number one. The reason that one of these, that this is so big is because for the first time since we went 10 and 6, we didn't just secure a non-losing season. We just secured a winning football season. Yeah, I know people are probably giggling if you're listening. Oh, what a, oh that's so cute, blah, blah, blah. Listen, I'll take it because exactly. it hasn't been cute and because it hasn't been easy and because it hasn't been simple. So we brought back some of the usual suspects and still pulled it off this year. So my caps and hats off to the coaching staff and the front office. I put a, a, a an article on our page this week that says everything that Sean and I had said earlier, like, man, we might not. Let's say we don't go nine and whatever, don't secure a winning. We have full faith in our front office right now for the first time, and I don't know for how the first long. time in a long time. Like full I mean, faith. real and actually real faith, not that yeah, you yeah. know, not 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 speculating how good they're going to be or whatever. Now we have like solid proof yeah, that these guys believe. actually know what they're doing. They're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. But for once, we we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. We're on the right path. And uh, it feels good, man. I mean, it, it, it feels weird, too, um, because I wish that the fans could really, really enjoy Could you imagine how crazy it would be? Man, what? Stadium, especially coming up on Monday night with the Ravens what? coming in town. What? It would be a madhouse downtown. Can you imagine downtown uh, if this was a year ago or two years ago? where right. we can all get out and really enjoy ourselves and go to whatever bar 
Man, this place exactly. would be ridiculous, and I don't think everything now, you know, it, as good as the Browns are playing, it still feels like with everything else going on, you know, it's still like a little bit subdued. Yeah. And I think people are like still kind of a little bit in shock too. You know, us being nine and three, that's just I think only crazy. the hardcore guys have stuck through this, man. Right. Only now we're gonna pick up some of the uh some of the bandwagon folks and some of the backseat folks. I won't call everybody a bandwagon. Some folks root for the Browns, but they just don't watch and they don't follow. I don't understand how you do one or the other. Yeah. And then, and then you have some people that was so fell so out of favor that they kind of just kind of you know fell to the wayside a little bit. And yeah. in a way, I'm not mad at them. You know, I'm has, like I get it because well, why put yourself in this torture? Do you remember? You remember when I when I boycotted? <laughs> you right. remember when I gave up my my seats? I gave up my seats. Right. Yeah, ticket, you did. And you I did. said, man, I'm not doing this. And then they changed the colors and all that stuff. And I was like, man, I'm not getting out of this. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, I so I understand. This is why I can't be mad at folks that you know have the feeling of man, I can't keep doing this, but. The other thought that I have is I've been doing this since I was like 10, you know, nine, 10 years old. I don't really know how to do anything else. And then I had the audacity to move next to the other most ridiculous person on the planet that was 10. And that was Sean. <laughs> so he kind of stoked my ridiculousness. He kind of made me feel like it was okay to be this ridiculous. <laughs> And we've been this ridiculous since we were like 10, 11 years old. <laughs> like we've just been fully invested and fully about whatever the Browns are about. So, I mean, I, I think people think that we're just on this tangent because they may just be picking up the show now. I want to remind everybody, every opportunity that I get, I didn't just start this. Right, I'm 46. Exactly. I'm 46. I've been doing this since I was, since 1980. I remember Red Right 88. This ain't new. Yeah. Five years old, it. sitting on my grandmother's floor watching us blow yep. the game against the Raiders. Yeah. I remember that. That was my first yep. really I remember bad memory. Bernie. I remember watching Bernie and the 8-8 eight eight Browns play against Miami, down in Miami. And I that, watched we that up and blew that game. And yep. we blew that because we was up 21-7. to seven And we yep. blew that game. So how do you remember that stuff and how do you know that stuff unless you're there? You know, I remember the game against the Jets in 86. Listen, I have done this for a long time. This today, what I saw today and what we have uh, to present today is a long freaking time coming. It's a long time coming. And I don't want to hear about, oh, if you follow the Ravens, you know how this. The Ravens ain't the Browns no more. They're done. When they left, they were gone. 95, it was over with, and that's it. So I'm not buying into that uh, that level of speak. We are the Browns. We are from Cleveland. We'll never go to another team and root for another group of people. To me, that's what real Brown fans believe and feel. So I'm not doing it. This iteration of the Browns is the my favorite team. So that's the, the team I'm going to always root for, no matter how long it takes. And let me tell you guys something. It's taken a long time. But I like what I've seen. I like what I continue to see. And I think we're going to be okay. Finally, I think. 
We're going to yeah, be because they, they came out and showed some heart. They showed no fear. Let's, and let's and that, that's that's what I was looking for. Man. They came out and showed no game. fear. Let's get to the game. Now, there's a reason I got my guy behind me right now. It ain't just because I'm the biggest. And, and again, this is why you need to be following the full show. Because if you guys were with us from day one, you'd understand we've been hard on Baker. We've given Baker not unfair grief, though. We're not right, unfairly, right. you know, fair. attacking fair criticism. Yeah, it's fair. We're not unfairly attacking Baker. We are actually saying what Baker doesn't do well, and we're actually pointing out things that he still doesn't do well. And we still do it. We'll do it today. We did it last week, as a matter of fact. Today might be might have been the, the most perfect game I've seen Baker play. It is. Today, I don't care. It is. I know he played that great game against, or that sec, that great second half, and definitely the great fourth quarter against the Bengals when we came back. This might have been the best and most complete game that I've ever seen Baker Mayfield play. I agree with you 100%. And that's real. That's why I got Baker behind me right now. So today, to kind of piggyback on what Sean said, one of my first notes, seriously, I take notes when I watch the games. I I just want to sit down and write down the things that I see and and, and I thought that I was going to see. My first note is, what a great opening drive. That opening drive was so unlike anything I've ever seen out of the Cleveland Browns in my existence. I've never, I said today, when I woke up, one of the things I said today was today will tell me a lot about Kevin Stefanski. Today yeah. will tell me a lot about Kevin Stefanski because Kev is going to have to figure this thing out. We've already lost, uh, in a in a in a pretty bad way to the Ravens, we've lost in a pretty bad way to the uh, uh, Steelers. We got off to awful starts, like we got off to bad starts. And not that was to- the mo coming into the game was that the Browns could not beat uh, a playoff caliber team. We beat up right. on below five hundred teams, and Correct. we weren't ready for for prime Correct. time yet. And that so- was the the. You know the thought process coming in till today, and I and I couldn't disagree with it. I, I would like to have disagreed with it, but I really couldn't. Like just yeah, just I mean the proof is in the pudding. They that, hadn't that they, point. They, they hadn't done it yet, and so. and we talked about that on Wednesday or Thursday. I'm sorry, we talked about that in our midweek show. We said, yo, at some point you got to figure this thing out, man. And the opening drive told me so much about how they prepared and how they planned uh, this game. It was it was crazy. Like, I mean, they hit on everything early. Everything, whatever play they ran, they hit on it. Boom, 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 boom. Opening pass to Jarvis. You know, run with Chubb, he got four yards. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it was- Came like out everything. aggressive. Remember what I said too? Yeah, that I didn't want to see Baker hesitating. Yep. He, he, came out. he just came out, he was breaking his reads and letting yep. the ball. You also pointed out Higgins. Higgins caught the third or the second pass on the third play of the game. Huge pass, uh, a huge pass on that on that particular drive. And I was just like, yeah, you got to have Higgins. And actually, Higgins had a really good game uh, today. 
and mm-hmm. it, it kind of went right into what you were talking about on on uh, on Thursday. So we had a great opening drive. The problem is we should have had a touchdown on that drive. We ended up with a field goal. Donovan uh, DPJ dropped that dog on pass. It was a walk-in touchdown. It was. And even though Baker did the hitch, Baker put that ball right on you, bro. Donovan, you got to catch that. You would have had two touchdowns instead of one. That would have been two touchdowns instead of one. You got to catch that ball, bro. Baker Mayfield was on point today. Baker Mayfield was ready for this game. Man, he was flat out on fire. That dude was darts. on point today, man. Ain't Confidence on 100 say. today. It ain't no, nothing you can say. Ain't no two ways you can look at it. You can try to make a, an excuse, and you can try to say this, and you can try to say that. Anybody that tells me, I, I now I get certain parts of the argument because I get people that say, man, he's not, uh, you know, consistent enough. I get that. We talk about that. But listen to me. What you've seen over the last two games is a dude who's strong. Uh, how many touchdowns he had today? Four? Four. And he had two yet, uh, last week. He had so he two had last six week. Touchdowns. Six touchdowns and no picks in two weeks during games that didn't have weather type of, type of situation. Right. He threw for almost, uh, almost 300 yards last week. He threw, he threw for, for like 330 or something. Yeah. This week. So we're talking about a guy who's thrown for about 700 yards and six touchdowns in two weeks. No, I'm not willing to just say, oh, he's arrived and he's here. But man, you can't you can't thumb your nose at that. That is a guy who is kind of starting to figure it out. That's right. And he didn't miss today. He didn't, he didn't miss at all. Passes, hard passes. He, he didn't, didn't miss. miss at all today. Bro, you bro, he didn't miss. I can't I can't I say think, I think the majority of his incompletions were drops. I think so too. He only look, he went through the first quarter, or excuse me, the first half with four incompletions. Four. All four were drops. Or except for the one he threw out of bounds. He threw one right. out of bounds. Yeah, he had a couple he threw away. Yeah, he did have yeah. a couple he, yeah. he threw away. Oh. So because they, they did call that uh intentional grounding call, but that was it. Are you kidding? Right. That's solid coming from a guy who everybody is riding and everybody is giving grief, and we've given them grief too. So I'm not finna sit here and act like we don't, you know, ride this dude out, but we ride him out when he needs to be ridden. We don't just Say every week he gonna suck. He gonna suck. He gonna suck. We didn't necessarily. And I'm gonna tell you something him. else too. He's done What's a up? good job this year of not going back and forth with the media or fans. You know, through social media, he's taking his criticism well, like a man. Again, I think some of that he's, is winning too. I think some of that is winning yeah, too. I because it's, yeah. it's a lot of rhetoric that they can't give you because you're winning. Some of the stuff that right. they can try to say, they gotta leave it kind of at the doorstep because we won the game. And the one thing, right. like I had a guy inbox me to, uh, this week, one of my one of my good friends inboxed me this week and say, man, you really riding with Baker? I don't think we winning because of him. I said, well, we're not losing because of him. Like it's, you can't look at one side of this. You got to look at both sides. Yeah, we may not be winning exclusively because of Baker, we're not losing exclusively exclusively because of Baker either. 
you have to allow that guy to be who and, he is. And, and, and you know what, too, man? There's this misnomer that the Russell Wilsons of the world, the Aaron Rodgers, the Tom Brady's, the Ben Roethlisberger's are consistent all the time and have great games every Sunday. But right. you're naturally going to watch your team more closely and you're going to scrutinize right. your team right. a lot more. Because you don't, you don't watch the damn Seattle games to see where Russ, like right now, right. Russ ain't playing that great. But ain't nobody no. talking about that. No. And, and, and that's what happens over the course of a season or even a, a career. You're going to have those lulls where you just aren't, you know, 100%. Now, the difference is what a, what a Russell Wilson will do a lot of times, even when he's struggling during the game, he's going to make two or three plays yeah. during the game Absolutely. that may Absolutely. help his team win. But that's, 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 that's what you want. That's what you're reaching for in terms of who your quarterback is. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely, bro. You, you're looking for that guy to make uh, that play or that throw to make that situation better. Right. You know? And and we don't always have that. But the one thing I've started to say as the season has gone on is I'm going to give Stefanski, uh, Alex Van Pelt, uh, the quarterbacks, coaches, and all that stuff, the opportunities to work with this kid. Because, again, I was very, very hard. And it's time to tell you, I was super hard on Tim Couch. Now, I'm not saying that Tim Couch or some savant or anything like that. What I am saying is, I don't know that Tim Couch would have been so bad had he had the same situation for the, the three or four years that he was here. Uh, I think right. that he could have he played better with a better setup or with better, damn sure with better players. He didn't even have a great offensive line. Man, if line. you go back and look at that 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 roster that those first yeah, like awful. three years, it was, it was terrible. Awful. It was awful. So they didn't give him anything to grow with. So I understand as I've gotten older, as ha as hard as I was, and trying to tell you, I've destroyed I've and the whole city. Destroyed, uh the whole city Tim destroyed couch. I, I destroyed Tim Couch, but as I've gotten older and, and really started to kind of put that thing in some level of perspective and maybe it was uh, the hindsight perspective and we all, everybody's correct in hindsight or most people are correct in hindsight. The hindsight may, says that this dude wasn't as bad. And I think that Baker will go down in that same ilk uh, if we get rid of him or we don't pick up his fifth year or whatever. You guys will come back later and be like, man, we should have held on to him. But I think that it's starting to show up. I think that this is what they wanted. I think that they wanted to draw him back a little bit to give him a little bit more because today should have been all about the run game, right? Right. You got the two best run games versus the, you know, banging heads against each other. And today we kind of pulled back and it was more about the two best play action teams. <laughs> right. It became about the two. And that's and, and, and that's and that's my thing. It was, you know, um, everybody is like, well, we got to run, 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 run. But if Baker Mayfield is going to be our quarterback, our future quarterback, when they take that away, he's going to have to have some games where he when it's on his 
shoulders, when it's all about him. And it's starting to come around when you're starting to see that. And I saw it his rookie year. Yeah. And that's why I wasn't so quick to want to dismiss him. Because I've seen flash, I've seen legitimate flashes of him being, you know, a really, really good quarterback. But like I said before, you name me one quarterback that's had four head coaches in three years. Nobody. It ain't many. been successful. It's not many, bro. So I say, say just everybody needed to, needed to take a, a, a deep breath and kind of just let this thing play but out and let's see if he develops. And everybody's version of a good quarterback ain't always going to equal out to be no, what we not. have in Baker Mayfield. It's always going to look somewhat or, you know, kind of different. Baker is, I'm five foot ten. I always say this all the time. I'm five ten. I always give my specs. <laughs> I'm 5'10", 195 pounds. I'm not trying to play no damn quarterback nowhere other than artificial quarterback outside uh, right. on the street. But Baker is a little bit bigger than me. He's like 6'1", probably like 215, 220. We're not that different in size. Like if you saw me and Baker sitting in regular clothes, you probably wouldn't know the difference between the two of us in terms of our size. We're very similar in size. So you look at him and say he ain't your quarterback or he can't be a quarterback or he can't do this or that. You don't understand the mechanics that it takes to do what this guy does. Baker Mayfield is a quarterback and he can be the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns and he can win. We just have to relax Stop acting like we win every year. Right. Stop acting like we can't understand why we don't know how to win. We don't know how to win because we ain't won. We ain't so won we're learning to win, and this team is We don't even know how to throw a parade. Bro, at all. Y'all threw a parade for an 0 16 team. Are you kidding right. me? And I'm just saying, so, even with, like, with the Cavs parade, like the Cavs parade was raggedy. It was, was all get out because the city had never won anything. They didn't crazy. know what they were doing. Listen, but you know what? They were just so happy that we won something. You're right. That's <laughs> now you had was a million people. You had a million people in the I middle of the street. What, it's gonna be. It's gonna be at least two million people here if the Browns win anything. Right. That maybe might be more than that. I mean, it's gonna be. Look, it's gonna be graves that will be uh, uh, opened, and these people will be there <laughs> at that damn uh, parade. So right. Okay, so I don't want to get too far because I'm so excited and I'm so, uh, I'm just like giddy at this point. So let's 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 go back to our midweek show and talk about some of the things that we said were the keys uh, to to, uh, to this game. So one of my keys was the run game. The run game has to make an impact or be an impact, you know, as it has been all year. Baker has another decent weather day. And he has to play smart and mistake free. The doggone defense has to show up big time. I think I actually uh, incurred a few people's names. Uh, Andrew Zendejo was one of them. Andrew Zendejo played good today. I couldn't yeah, he believe did. it. He yeah, made a couple plays today. I, like he made a couple plays. I said, man. I just need you to be a decent football player. Yep. The three things that I called for actually happened in this particular game. And like we said at the open of the show, when Sean runs down his three things, everything happened like we thought 
The defense showed up. Baker played better than Baker has ever played, and the run game did what the run game does because that's what's going to draw the defense in. Yeah. You know. So, what were your what were your keys for the game on? on My first? keys. Um, one was I said we had to create some type of turnover. Either we did that. We did that. Either, uh, I said either turnovers or a big special teams play, and we got the turnovers today. Uh, other that. key was uh, Rashard Higgins. I said we needed somebody to step yep. up, hop into the juice, and have a big game to free Hollywood. some other things up. Hollywood he was had a huge game. Big today. He got, right. uh, I think he had four catches, 92 yards, and a tug. Yep. And my so, other one was, I said we had to come out and not show any fear. We had to just come, go at him. We came and right out. That's what we did, man. We came right out the um, gate. We put the pressure right. on on them, and that was a right. difference. Honestly, that might have been the tempo part of it was the difference. Right. And, I, and I don't think Tennessee, you know, the way um, they played the game today, I don't think they respected us. I thought I think they thought we were the same old Browns, and we were going to come in, be scared, and lay down. The 40, they thought we were and, the 42 or 17 Browns. Yeah, exactly. You know, last year when they beat us in the opening right. day, for, for you guys who don't know, we played the Titans in the in the opening game last season, and they beat us forty-two to seventeen. And we I got think wiped out. Yep, I think Sean is correct. They thought that they would have just been able to come in here and wipe us off. They didn't think highly of us. Neither did the national media. We had uh, we talked, and again, if y'all don't listen to our goddamn show, I don't know what's wrong with y'all. We actually bring so many facts and so many factors to uh, the game, Sean said this on Thursday. They not giving us no national pub. We had Iron Eagle and I don't even know yeah. who the hell was with Iron Eagle. We get Iron right. Eagle every week. Yep. It was a regular game. Uh, and this was, this was the biggest game of the week. And they Matchup didn't wise, and they there didn't was no bigger game. They no, didn't they didn't. We got disrespected on all levels, um, and we actually showed up. Like I'm, I'm still watching uh, replays of us on just about every sports channel that I turn to, because people are like, "Wait, wait, the Browns did this," but you should have covered it. You should have covered it. Exactly, and something else I noticed today too. Uh, I noticed the team is starting to come together. Yeah, uh, there's a lot more. They're they're they're, they're cheering. For for each other, the defense trend for the offense, and vice versa. Like we got that fourth down stop on Derrick Henry, which oh, they was everybody probably coming everybody coming off. Yeah, everybody. The whole yeah. offense, the whole they offense did. came off the sidelines to greet the yep. defense coming off. Yep. off the they, field. they they didn't they didn't go around them. They made sure they made contact. Like hell yeah, hell right? Yeah. Like yeah, because and that's and that's when you start to have the 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 coming together of your team man everybody's starting to get on the same page with one common goal so that was super important so let's kind of get into the game real quick man because we'll be here just discussing around the game all day so right again great opening drive um and it and it was kind of capped off with a field goal that shouldn't have been because Donovan People Jones uh DPJ one of my favorite players on this particular team, just because of his name, for no other reason. <laughs> but he he dropped 
a walk-in touchdown. Um, then we kind of moved into, I knew that the, that the Titans would move down the field and they did. They moved down the field pretty good and then they got into that fourth and one. Uh, first of all, we had a good play on third and, and, and one. Uh, Goodson made an awesome play, even though the offensive lineman made the catch. He got his hand in there and, and wiped that thing right. out of there. Right. Forced the fourth and one, which I thought they would get with Henry. Sheldon Richardson went in there and took that dude, like gave him a gave him a good lick and then wrapped him up after the good lick. Like that's the stuff. Those are the things that you have to have to win those. You got to win yeah, the, the small defense battle. tackled today, man. They tackled their asses off today. We tackled down. Now they may have some lapses later on in the passing. And one thing we did do is they wrapped up. There were no they wrapped up today. Right. It, you, you didn't see too much too too much of you know runs after the catch or Derrick Henry breaking through. Not a whole lot because they get a lot of that. Actually, they get a ton of that uh uh between uh what's his name? AJ Brown yeah, and what's and, the other uh, kid's name? Corey Davis. Uh, Corey Davis. Davis. Like they get yeah. a lot of open because they do a lot of play action, they get a but they get a lot of open drags. That they right. have room to figure out what they want to do. We didn't necessarily give them a lot of that early. We gave them some of that later, but you know we right. were ahead by so much, so we were kind of playing softer. But uh, early on, there wasn't a lot of that. I saw Davis get one or two catches that were that was kind of like, man, we got to tighten that up. We can't, you know, T. Mitch. I, again, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to call names on a day like today. That guy that do. <laughs> That guys didn't do great things, but I, I watched. They showed in the slow motion, and I saw T. Mitch, and I'm like, "Bro, <laughs> what are you doing?" He he just watched the dude drag across the field. He just kind of went back into like a zone, and I was saying to myself, "Nobody else is coming off that edge. What are you doing? Follow the dude through, because nobody covered this guy, uh, Corey Davis." At that time, and he ended up getting a first down over that. Right. But again, I'm I'm trying not to call out people for bad play today. <laughs> I'm trying not to do that. I saw some bad play, but I want to, you know, I want to celebrate today. This is this is really a yeah. A good like I said, it, it's it's a lot, you know, to still to criticize, but I don't want to well, get too much off into that either. While um, team didn't necessarily play great, I'll tell you what, I, I said it earlier, I'll say it again. Uh, Andrew Zendaya, sir, I implored you on Thursday and Sean laughed at me because I implored you. <laughs> I implored you and sir, you showed up today. You, I didn't think he was capable of having a decent game. I didn't. <laughs> I really didn't. I wasn't sure. I said it just is what it is. I wasn't sure either, but I knew he was going to play. I knew they were going to start him. So my thoughts were, listen, man, I need you to show up. Oh, you know what? There was one more key that I pointed out, too. I said mm -hmm. Matt Wilson had to have a good game. He had to Mac had a great game. That talking. Mac, Mac Wilson had a great – you named out – you did call out Mac. You said the linebackers, and you called out Mac specifically. Yep. So you're right. You're absolutely right. You did. When you said that, you're absolutely right. Um, B.J. Goodson had a great game. Um, he's been kind of decent all year. 
He's been decent. He hasn't been great, but he's been he's been solid. Yeah. Kind of like filling in. Basically, he's just doing what Joe Schobert did. And, and he might be slightly better, only right. slightly better. And I only say that because Goodson is not a a veteran like uh, Joe Show was. So he might be a little bit better if you once he starts to understand how that position works, right? Especially once he gets better players around him. Uh, we had we had three turnovers today. So again, that that goes right back to what Sean and both you know Sean and another and I big one in the first half. We killed any momentum Tennessee had. We killed it because we went up. So after we stopped them on fourth and one, you know, we went up 10 zip. They coming right back down the field. Then who, who stripped the ball? Was it uh it was, it was I a think linebacker? Was, I can't remember who it was. I think it was uh I want to say it was BJ, but it wasn't BJ. It was no, uh it wasn't. Hold on. He was a it guy was, who doesn't he doesn't play a lot. He don't play that much. It was a rookie, it was one of the rookies. Um Hitting, hitting squarely too, and he dropped a rock. Now, all week I have been hearing from other, you know, I listen to other sports shows just like you do, uh, that he does his worst, or excuse me, his best work on the outside. This was an inside run. So when you know, you, when you're running on the inside, you get more contact. So you're getting contact not just from the tackles. And potentially the the inside linebackers, but you might get some contact from a from a safety or so too. Right. So that was an inside run. He ran. That was an inside run where he got a lot of contact. And I mean, this dude hitting square. Like when they when they pick up the fumble. When I saw Carl Joseph pick up the fumble, in my mind I was like, man, I don't know that that was a fumble because it kind of happened as you see the play. It happened to our to our face, but it was to uh, the running back's back, happened to Henry's back, so we couldn't see it. But when they showed the other side of that, man, that dude picked that thing clean. Yeah. Like, picked it cleanly. Yeah. So, sure you know, we had three turnovers today. <clears throat> Again, something that Sean spoke about on uh, on our midweek show that we needed to have turnovers. I, and it should have been more. It should have been, like, five. Probably could have been. We had a couple of interceptions got overturned because of penalties. Yeah, uh, guess who? And guess who got one of them? Andrews and Dale. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Like sure did like, on that deflection. Like, what? Zendejo was right there. He was right there. That's why I'm giving. That's what they, they, they called that that bogus. Yeah. Defenseless receiver. He won the feet. Yeah. Went up. He missed the ball and he got wild. He got hit. Not like, hit. Catch the ball. You know, I don't understand that call. But anyway, um, so but yeah, we man, we jumped up quickly, 17 zip, and they came right back down the field. You know, it was what, 17 7. Yeah. Then we come back and score, you know, we scored again. Um, I that's think it might have been the Donovan Peoples Jones uh, touchdown. That, was, that was quick. It was a quick touchdown, too. That uh, double move. Incredible double move. Now, now, bro, tell me this, man. As a Browns fan for 3,000 years, Tell me how great it was when you saw Baker throw that ball and you saw that receiver looking like he was going to catch that thing and run into the end zone. Tell right, me how great a lot of times a ball being there and we don't know if he's going to catch it or not. <laughs> <laughs> the old Quincy Morgan days, old greasy hands. 
or Braylon, you know, you the ball was in the uh, air, he's wide open, yeah, but you, you have no idea if he's coming down with that Braylon. ball or not. Look, Braylon was like Reggie Lane where he'll catch a pass on eight people. Right. But if you throw it to him by himself, you're like, oh, man, what are you doing? Exactly. Like, I couldn't believe when I saw that pass. I said, man, if this dude dropped this, because, you know, he had dropped one earlier. So my thought process was, man, if this dude dropped this, but I was sitting there, I was like this, I was on the edge of the couch. And my daughter thought something was wrong with me because I was sitting <laughs> back, I was sitting back like this and I, I saw it and I sat up just like this. My daughter was like, what's wrong, daddy? I said, shh, no! and I jumped up. She was like, what's wrong, daddy? <laughs> I'm like, baby, did you see it? Did you see she should know you by now. Like she, I'm like, did you see that catch? And she goes, oh, it's the Browns game. I didn't know that that's what was wrong. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. But hey, like we jumped up so fast. Like I was kind of like in shock. I'm like, is this really happening? I couldn't even believe it. Bro. I'm like, we've beaten the brakes off these boys, but I wasn't comfortable. But at no I point. Say, if we get up early. I said, if we get up early or if we get up, that would be a great thing. I said that on the on the Wednesday show. It'll be great. Yeah, you did. It'll be it'll be tenuous for us, but it'll be a great thing because it'll take away uh, the aspect of Travis Henry. I think no matter what they do, no matter what uh, Tannehill represents, I think we can deal with what Tannehill brings. Yeah, I feel like if we get down. And this dude is the guy who's dictating the pace. It's a bad scene for us. So we have to take that away from them. And we did. We did. We absolutely did. You uh, said the same thing. You said we have to take that whole position away from them. We have to be the the, the dictators of the pace. Right. And you just couldn't have him just wearing, wearing on the defense for four yeah. quarters. Yeah. You know. We did that today, man. Uh, so, you know, let's let's move to the second half because that's when things got interesting. So we went into halftime at 38 to 7. And people calling me, texting me, and I was like, look, it's not over. They're like, man, you being negative. I'm I like, no. Nah. Same thing. Same I was like, we've seen, we've seen this. Came know, in I've over seen you. too many crazy things in my life. And I knew Came in over that you. Tennessee, they, they were going to make some type of run. They were, they weren't, we, we, we weren't going to pitch. A because we can't because we can't stop the pass so and 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 what we can do to stop the pass we'll get into that in a minute i don't want to ruin where you're where you're building up to right second half it, it just became a pass game and our defensive backs just aren't necessarily equipped for what these guys can do yeah, they're not physical like you got two two big physical receivers yeah, them dudes are big. and without um and without Denzel in there, yeah. you know, we really, really didn't match up well. So um, after halftime, Tennessee goes right down the field. Brown and Felt Davis like 30 big, seconds. Yep. Brown and Davis are big guys, and they don't have a problem with T. Mitch. T. Mitch is, again, I hate to say this, he's my side. T. Mitch is like 5'10", about 190 pounds, and I think Davis is like 6'3". Like 220, 225. Something like that. And AJ Brown is almost DK Metcalf size. Yeah, yeah. AJ Brown, a huge dude, man. Like in terms of his his strength. 
So right. you're not just pushing these dudes off the ball. Man, it, it was almost like the Browns came out of halftime. Like at halftime, they had a big lunch. And coming back to work after lunch, and you just lethargic. You know, you got that first half hour. You come back from lunch, it's a, it's a waste, and you ain't doing nothing. They got the two for 20s you know? at Applebee's and lunch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they was just slow. They was out of position. Yeah. And Tennessee literally just walked right down the field. Then we, so we get the ball back. First play was a completion, but it was a penalty, holding penalty. Now it was one, first and 20. No yep. rhythm. We tried to run the ball twice, we and I right think off, somebody no, dropped we the right third off, down. We went right off three and out. Three and out. Yeah, three and out. And then they go yeah, right back right down, down the field the again. Here. In like about right what, a minute and a half, two minutes. Now, so, here's, here's, where, now here's where it got interesting. And this is where I want to thank whoever Tennessee's offensive coordinator is. I want to give him a thank you. Because after, after those two drives, they tried to reestablish um, Henry. And what that did was not only did it give our secondary a break, it started taking more time off the clock. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's, yeah. that's the thing that was worrying me. Like, these dudes are so fast. it back into our hands because in our thought process, the way we set up for right. this game, we set up to stop him. Just yep. like they set up to stop Chubb. Like, Chubb didn't, didn't get over 100 yards. He only had 80 yards today. But they right. their defense set up for Chubb. Our right. defense set up all week. Yep. And what that did was too. So when they start when they so they went back to the run, it slowed down their momentum. And I think they had a either did they turn the ball over again or did they was it like a three and or they had to punt something like that? I I think they had they did have another turnover. I think I think Derrick Henry had another fumble. Uh no, it wasn't a fumble. It might have been an no, inter- no, it might no, have been no, an interception. No, it was an interception. I'm sorry. Because the game kind of got stagnant. Because once it got to 38 to 21, that's when Tennessee kind of lost them. The game slowed down. They kind of stopped, you know, their momentum a little bit. And if they just if they would have kept passing, um, they could. I think they they would have, you know, they might have caught up that game because Davis or Brown versus T. Mitch or. Uh, Oh, what's the other kid's name? Uh, not Carl Joseph. Uh, the guy we got. Kevin from, Johnson. Kevin Johnson. Those two guys against either one of those guys, they're killing those, those dudes if they wanted to. So, yeah, they have the upper hand in that situation. They just didn't play the upper hand part of that. They decided, like you said, they wanted to go to their bread and butter, and I ain't. I couldn't trip on that because, you know, me, there's times when we lose it and I'm like, man, just run the ball. Right. So they probably had the same panic in their mind. If we run the ball, pound the ball, um, et cetera, et cetera, maybe this this pulls us off. Uh, but that also goes into one of my other points. Miles Garrett's timing is still kind of off about that much. He missed, yeah. he missed Tannehill about four times by that much. Yeah, he's off, and we expect him to be off. Maybe even next week. Too. And on top of that, he was getting held the whole game too. That dude got held at least six times. All and of them like, called one. The they whole, called one holding. All one. the defensive bands were getting held. They had like Adrian Claiborne and them wrapped around the neck. Yeah, coming off that edge, that. they wouldn't call it. You can't do that. That's holding. And they did not call one of those. And I mean, my man Jazz missed 
at least three sacks or at least three disruptions in the past game that might not have had this game as close. This is why as close as this game looks, I'll be honest with you, this game wouldn't have been as close without the COVID because right. my man would have opened up the strip sack, uh, uh, the strip club, and it would have been ugly out here in these streets for anybody <laughs> who is a Tennessee fan. And we got, listen, trust me, I've been to uh, Memphis before. There are script clubs in Memphis. There wouldn't have been no script clubs bigger than the ones that my man would have opened up in Nashville had he not uh, had those sidebar uh, situations. So I'm looking forward to next week when we get to uh, to the Ravens. I don't want to jump ahead of myself, and I don't want to get too big and get that big head. But listen, I think he'll have his wind up under him, and he'll be ready to – uh, attack and pounce like we know that Miles uh, can do. So we just waiting on that. But everybody else played good. The defense, I, I, I've never thought that I would say this. The defense played so good today. Even though we gave up 35 points, the defense played good when it mattered early. Yeah, they did. And the they defense, we know what, and, and I'm not going to pin all 35 on the defense. Just no, no, uh, no. Because no, Baker, Baker had that dumb fumble. Yeah, that fumble was ridiculous because nobody touched him, and he just fumbled the ball. Right, and then here's the thing too. Here, here, here's what's funny about this season. Every now and then, the dysfunctional Browns show up. The 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 bad news Bears rear their ugly heads. Every now and then, you start Wait, seeing that dysfunction. Hey, hey, listen, you gotta you gotta let me know when you're gonna say dumb shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> It does. Like, look. So, 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 in the second half, look, look, look. In the second half, when Tennessee was making that run, we kept stopping them. Fourth down, stop. Holding, number thirty-six, first down. We get an interception. Yeah. Uh, illegal hit. Yeah. Um, one, we stop. We got another interception again. He got called back for like a something off some time. And like, this is what we've been doing in the past. That. But the difference is now we're good enough to overcome those where in the past that would have led to some, some type of dramatic loss, some gut wrenching, but you can't you know, heartbreaking loss. That, bro. And, and I know that, you know that. I know that you're not saying that. We have we can't always depend on the fact that oh we can overcome that. No, we can't always. No, we can't. Can. Right. One of the things that I said earlier when we dropped when uh, DPJ dropped that touchdown. We're not good enough right. to leave points on the board. Leave points on the board. And, and one of hit me up and was like, yo, it, it ain't no team in the NFL that's good enough to just consistently leave points. Like, oh, 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 you just going to leave those points up there? It's only like one team, and that's Kansas City because they can get down, up and down the field whenever they want to. Right. Other than that, there's no team that can just leave points out there, and we there's also no team that when, when you go, go going to close a game out in the fourth and engines, you do a quarterback sneak, you can't fumble the ball and have them run it all the way back down to the five yard Man, line. What the like, this is incredible. You can't have that at all. That was a first down. You got the first down, but you also fumbled, dumb dumb. Like you have to play within your means. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. So, what this means. And that's the, the the dysfunction that rears its ugly head every now and then 
And we that stuff we have to clean up. They're still not at a point where they get a team down like that and then just, you know what, we're gonna go ahead and just rip their heart out. We don't have and, and just and just and just decapitate we, these dudes. But, but and get rid of them. But wow, I don't I do not and will not disagree with you on that. Because you know me, I, I, I've eviscerated uh, Stefanski almost every week when I get an opportunity to about that kind of stuff. You're speaking on the same on the same terms of things that I'm saying. You cannot just give that up. You have to always fight for everything like it's your last. And if you're going to get that up and if you're going to you know, turn that ball over instead of running that clock out like you know you can, because, man, that's now that's Nick Chubb time. Right. That's Nick Chubb time. And Nick Chubb had some big runs in that second half. Yes, um, you know, that led to, to that field goal we needed. Also, Baker Mayfield was making some huge throws on third down. Huge, especially that one after that intentional grounding. And his third and yeah. what? I don't know, 15? Yeah. And he made a huge throw to keep that drive going. And we needed yeah. that. We had to have that first down. We had to get the first. Had, had to, to get, get that first. first. And and listen, these guys made throws. Uh, these guys made runs. They made blocks. We we lost turnovers and got other turnovers. Like if the game was called without any penalties, we would have had about six turnovers. And here's what else I like too. Kevin Stefanski understands clock management. At one point, time, even though we were struggling in the second half moving the ball, he got to a point where when things started to slow down, we ran like what about six, seven minutes off the clock, crucial minutes off the clock. And now that's he's finally that... calling, he's calling screen passes to the running backs. Final work. We've been calling that Fine. for that all season. And now you see the Fine. results of that. Kareem Hunt had a big third down. Um, screen pad. He, he got hit, made a spectacular play to get that first down to keep the clock moving. Finally, we've been again. I don't want to keep going back to the obvious, but this way, y'all need to listen to the show. We've said this all year, we've said it. We're in week 13 this week, we've said this for 13 weeks about right. the Browns. Offense. And if you listen to us, you, you will get unbiased. Uh, analysis. We're going we to be fair and honest about everything. We love the Browns and we want to see the Browns win. So what we say isn't about us feeling a certain kind of way. Now we think this is what's going to work and it helps protect your quarterback and it helps preserve some of your offensive linemen because they don't have to hold up so much and so long. The offensive line played great today. Baker had pockets all day. Again, he wasn't playing against one of the elite uh, defenses, but I saw him stepping up. I saw him stepping into throws uh, with the exception of one or two plays. Uh, so, again, I think that we have done our, our due diligence in criticizing certain things uh, that's necessary. The offensive line is not one of those things that we're going to ever really criticized. I think that this offensive, they've done a great job of picking the guys and the positions for this offensive line. I think Kevin Stefanski has done a good job, and we, we've given him grief, too. Yep. 
I think and, Baker Mayfield has done a good job. We've given him grief too. And I'm about to give uh, Drew Locke some grief because he just threw one of the worst passes I've ever seen. <laughs> well, they had a, they had a nice drive. He, they had a nice drive going, and he threw just just the dumbest pass ever. And Casey got an interception, and that's that's oh, pretty see, much that, that's ball game. That's now. game over already. Well, you might first be quarter. Of me right now, cause see, I ain't see that yet. Mine ain't showing that yet. Are you on a commercial? No, okay. I just saw. Uh, I just saw a wide receiver get a nice pass from Drew Lock. Yeah, no offense. A deep pass that got him down to like the 30. Now, and see, that's what I said. I might be behind you. I might be okay. behind you. So normally, it's the other now way around. At, now they're at like the 35 going into the end zone. Yeah, that's uh, about to come to an end real behind. quick. Yeah, I'm behind you guys. I'm behind. Yeah. So, okay. Um, but anyway, so the Browns, did what most people didn't think they were going to do. Like I said, I got calls and texts, people telling me I was nuts for picking the Browns to win this game. I said the Browns would win the game 31-28. They won the game 41-35. to I just saw it as kind of a shootout. I didn't see the blowout part of what we did. I just thought that it would kind of go back and forth. That's what I thought. Oh, he was about to get hit. That's what the problem was. That was awful. That was it. Was five red yeah, you jerseys? You just take the there. sack or throw it out of bounds. Yeah, that was five red jerseys over there. That was awful. That was awful. And that Denver's was take, not gonna get that many opportunities. Against I was getting Casey. ready to say that's gonna take all the steam out of that team. Yeah, that's it. It's over. Like the steam part, <laughs> it's over. It's already and the first quarter. It. We call them ball game already. Look, that's, you know it because we've seen it before. Yep. When that happens in general in some of our Browns games that we've seen, we're kind of like, oh, my gosh. Like, and we don't have the same fervor going forward, and I think that's one of those things. It just takes – this is why turnovers and bad decisions take everything out of you. Uh, we didn't see that today, thankfully, from our team. Uh, Baker threw – uh, 25 for 33. In general, I don't want to see Baker throw over 30 passes. But he threw shortly just under 30 passes for 334 yards and four touchdowns. That's pretty impressive. No interceptions. Yeah, no picks. No picks whatsoever. That's pretty impressive because, again, Baker had five touchdowns in the last two weeks. Uh, excuse me, six touchdowns in the last two weeks. And Close to 650, almost uh, 670 yards uh, offense just in what he does. I feel like this is what they were setting up all year for Baker to just play this way. And if he does the good stuff, even in those positions where I've argued and, and said I would slap somebody if I saw a third and one or a wheel route, I think this is what they were setting up bro. I do. I think they were setting this up. And really what you want, what you want out of of your offense, even though the Browns, we're we're primarily a run team. um, Somebody made this point. I can't take credit for this analysis at all. I can't remember who said it, but they say what you ultimately want as a team is to not really have an identity. You want to be able to do like a little bit of everything. So, because you don't want teams to be, you don't want them to think that you, you're predictable. You don't want them so to now, 
Right. Yeah. So now, so 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 like they took away the run today, and we had to throw the ball like a little bit more, and we were effective at it. Just like how New England was for years. New England adapted to basically what the defense whoever gave them. Whoever they were playing, whoever they, they, were playing they did whatever they needed to do. Exactly. They never had an identity. One of the you know greatest dynasties of all time. They did whatever they had to do that game, and I think that's what you want. Even if you look at the '80s Browns. In the Kosar era, we really didn't have. We our identity was just that we were a tough-nosed physical football team, but like, but like on the offensive side, we did a little bit of everything. We could pass, we could run, we could adapt to whatever we had to do that game. Like we could, we could win a thirteen to nine game, um, in a weather game, or we could win forty-five to thirty a shootout. Well, here's what I gotta say about that, and I agree. But you gotta have a personnel. Right. So exactly. The great part of exactly. where we were back then and where we are now, because you know, our one of the things that they were saying during the game was that our uh wide receiver corps was depleted. Yeah. Man, we had three guys with close to 90 yards today. And only look, and the and the one who had the least yards was our best wide receiver. Right. Jarvis only has 68, 68 yards, I think. And a touchdown. Yeah. But uh uh Higgins had like 92, and uh uh DPJ had like 96 or something like that. And he might have got to a hundred. So Let see. let's see. No, nobody had a hundred ninety two. Yeah, Higgins ninety-five. Yeah, nobody uh, had DPJ ninety two, Landry sixty two. Yeah, so yeah, so you're right. You know the guys that you would expect to see having the bigger numbers, you didn't necessarily see. You know, you you just saw guys playing where they got the balls at, and uh, DPJ would have had another ten or so yards with another tug had he caught that touchdown. That right. dude would have walked in. Now, the great part of that is that we were able to still have an effect on the game and still be ahead after that last, uh, after their first drive, after uh, Tennessee's right. first drive. But had we been able to come out 7 nothing, man. So shout out to uh, the squad for playing uh, big-time football in a big-time situation on a big-time stage. These guys actually showed up. These guys actually gave me the, the 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 faith, the thought process, the belief that we are as good as what our record might say that we are. Right. It doesn't mean that we'll beat the Ravens next week. It doesn't mean that we'll beat uh, Pittsburgh later this year. What it does mean is these guys gotta they gotta worry about us. As we continue to build, right, and they that's just this game is is definitely a confidence builder. Because yeah. I don't know if they believe that they could go in and beat a team like Tennessee at first, <laughs> you know. So, um, we'll see how this how this goes moving forward, man. We got a big game. I didn't I didn't know we were playing on Monday night until today. Yeah, yeah next week. Yeah. So so, so now so. now so now we will be in a national spotlight. Big game. I'm pretty sure. 
Oh, I can't even say the way stuff is going on with Baltimore right now. They might not even win Tuesday if they're not careful. That won't be an easy game for them. I don't care. I just want I want to beat them whether they win Tuesday or not. Yeah, I but, want to but, beat the brakes off of them because I hate them, and because true. they kick the crap out of us. And and how great well, would it be to be nine and three going to that game and then come out ten and three? And, and not come out the playoffs. Were pretty much that's the thing the too. Playoffs, yeah, so so if they much, come on, bro. Now you yeah, like now if they you win. Feeling, now you feeling where I'm. I, that's what I'm, I'm saying. So like if Baltimore Baltimore wins, then you know that puts a little life. bit more importance. Now if they lose, if they lose Tuesday, they pretty much almost out of it anyway. They're pretty much done. They gonna need yeah. somebody else to lose. They are gonna need. Probably two other somebody else's to lose. Well, the Raiders almost gave them a favor today. They almost lost to the yeah, Jets. Almost. In fact, they, they should—they should have lost to the Jets. But the Jets lost, lost a typical Jets fashion. Miami, like we 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 are the we kind of control our destiny right now. We do. So we don't want to lose these games coming up, and we really only got two more hard games uh, as we move forward at nine and three. We got. Four games left. Two games are really hard games. That's right the now. The the one trap game will be the Giants. The Giants we, actually got something to got, play for. Oh, oh the, the Giants played really, really good today. Actually, they did. They beat the Seahawks. Right. So, so they, so they actually have something to play for. Yeah. So that'd be tough. The Jets. By this time, we should be able to go ahead and, and just take care of them with no problem. Well, we hope so, but I ain't I ain't giving none to none. No, <laughs> and then, and then Pittsburgh, that. depending like if Pittsburgh is clinched, they may not or whatever. Play they may not play everybody. So, but I wanted to play everybody, and I want to. Me win. too. Me too. I want to play everybody, and I want us to win. That's you know, but I knew you were gonna say that too, and you know that's that's me. I don't want y'all to don't save nobody. Put them all out right. there, and let's figure out how we can play with y'all without making those early game mistakes and stuff like that. Right. Let's play even and see how that works out. So um, go ahead, bro. I'm going to let you do your – since I started the show out and everything, you uh, give give us uh, your game balls. Oh, okay. Um, my first game ball is going to Baker Mayfield, well-deserved. Um, Absolutely. Second game ball is going to Hollywood Higgins. Yeah, uh, for, okay. for stepping up big. Okay. And my third one, I'm gonna give the third one just to the um the whole front seven. The the front who the whoever defensive lineman and the whole linebacking core. Okay. Okay. Of the Browns for for keeping Derrick Henry in check. And okay. Much, I think he, I think Derrick Henry ended up with maybe like 40 yards today. Oh, uh, he had 60 yards. He had 60. He ended up with 60. Uh, but yeah. A lot of that was probably garbage yards, you know, towards yeah. the end of the game. But still, man, they, they pretty much took him out the game, made Tennessee change their whole game plan today. Um, so as as much as, you know, we, we criticize the defense and we're hard on them, Very those hard. boys came and did what they had to do, um, you know, today. So those are my game balls today. Big bet. So my game balls are going to go like this. I'm going to have Baker for the second time this year uh, with the game ball, but he's going to have to share it with Kevin Stefanski and his offensive uh, play calling today. 
they came out in the preparation too. I can't, I can't, I can't understate the preparation that these guys showed today. These guys look prepared. Um, the entire team, not just a part of the team, not just a couple people on the team. The entire team looked prepared. They looked ready. Uh, he played Stefanski right into everybody's wheelhouse, and Baker made sure that all of that happened. So shout out to Bake. Shout out to Kevin Stefanski. You guys have to share uh, that first game ball. My second game ball goes to the entire wide receiving court because <clears throat> there was no one who actually shined more than the others. However, other than that one drop by Donovan Peoples-Jones, they did everything they needed to do to make sure that we caught every ball and were put ourselves in the best situations. I don't know if you remember the catch that uh, – that Higgins had on the sideline through the byline. Oh, the yeah, man. that was a beautiful the, catch. I mean, come on, bro. And it, even though he didn't get the touchdown, it got us a first down. Like, yeah, the, that was a third down play. Too. Yeah, they don't like under that. like people don't understand how important that was. That was important. So that goes to the entire wide receiving staff. These guys showed up today, they didn't have to. They could have made out like, oh no, man, I don't know. We didn't, we just didn't play well, but they didn't have no excuses. Everybody showed up today. So I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give a shout out to the to the uh wide receiving core and then the entire defense. One of the things that I called for, I would love to give one ball to everybody, to one specific, but I called for the entire defense in my Wednesday, Thursday, rather, um, rant, the thing is my keys to the game. The entire defense showed up from the run game to the pass game. These guys showed up. I know you'll see, oh, they gave up 35 points. Our team gives up about 24, 25 points. So that ain't too far. If you know football, that ain't too far off what we give up anyway. But these guys showed up, they stopped plays when they needed to stop plays, and we won this game. We walk out of this with a one-up on a team that's probably going to win their division. Ain't no way I can't get this to the entire defense. Uh, the the honorable mentions are Andrews and Deho, who I, I always ride every week. I let everybody know how awful this guy is. Today... Thank you, sir, for showing the hell up. <laughs> Let me give you some props. It only I took you all. 12 weeks, <laughs> but better late than never. So appreciate it. I told y'all. Listen, I told y'all this is an equal opportunity show. We're going to ride you when you awful. We're going to give you some props when you actually show up and do what you're supposed to do. It took you 12 weeks, sir, but we actually appreciate every opportunity that you gave us today for us to win this game, man. I thank you. You know what? And I need to give an honorable mention, not just for, for this game, but just for the whole season. 
Go ahead. Shout out to Cody Parkey. Hey, he ain't missed. He ain't missed a field goal, bro. He missed two, but they were in the in the weather. What I, that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying yeah. is he ain't missed nothing. I ain't think he was gonna miss. Right. When we needed him to make some, that dude is Cody. Now, I don't want to. I don't want to overdo that. And I actually was not doing that on purpose. Right. Because he'll come out next week and miss three. Right. And that's you it. That's why, I that. <laughs> that's why I don't want. I don't want to jinx him. But so far, up to this point in the season, man, he's been a pleasant surprise. Been solid. But it's all good. Listen, shout out to my Browns. I'm beyond happy. I didn't drink a whole cup of Crown Royal uh, Apple. I think that was Crown Apple. Yeah, it's Crown Apple. So I'm I'm feeling good. I'm looking good with my Browns hat on. There were some people looking at me when I and I say that because there was people looking at me when I went to get gas with my Cleveland shirt on this morning. Because we were in uh, Pennsylvania and people were looking at me like, you actually root for the Browns? Yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> this is yes. what I do. I do this. Exactly. I did this on purpose. And screw Pennsylvania. Screw the whole I state. I do this on purpose. There's a reason that I do this. From, 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 from one end of the Pennsylvania turnpike to the other one. <laughs> screw the whole state. Seriously, it's, one of, look, it's one of the biggest states in our damn, <laughs> in our damn country. <laughs> but screw the entire state. Like, all square. I don't care where the square is right. in, screw them. And don't tell me that you can have three rivers without Ohio. Because one exactly. of your three rivers, the confluence of those three rivers comes from Ohio. Get out and of my they, they really have to give us credit for their championships. In a way, yeah. and I'm taking I'm taking it there because for one, Bill Cowher played for the Browns. He got he got his training with the Browns as far as that, that was his first state coaching. Um, Chuck Knoll played for the Browns. I think is he from Cleveland? Chuck Knoll from Cleveland? I think he played for Ohio State too. Yeah, I want to look that up real quick. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. Chuck I think Knoll. Chuck Knoll might have had something to do with Ohio State too. We look, we take yep. Chuck Noll. Chuck Noll was born in Cleveland. Yep. Yeah, so, so so the city of Pittsburgh, you can thank us for all your little what? And the crappy Heisman, Super Bowl ring. Guess what? Uh Charles Heisman, guess where he was born at? He was born in Cleveland too? He was born in Cleveland. Really? I didn't know that. Boom. Okay. So everybody who wins the Heisman. So, so as a matter of fact, the whole country can thank us for football, period. You know what that's I'm saying? Why, what but, that's us, why, but, that's why, but that's why the, the, the Hall of Fame is in Ohio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's why, because we basically did all this. We exactly. did this. We did this. We did this. So, all right. And what did we get for it? Grief. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> nothing. Lord have mercy, nothing but grief. <laughs> Well, that's not true. Early on, you know, in 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 the forties and fifties, whatever, we had plenty to celebrate. We I wasn't. Weren't, we weren't alive. Don't tell me. Don't tell me about the forties. <laughs> I was born in nineteen seventy four. I don't know nothing about the forties and fifties. <laughs> I listened to my grandmother talk to me about those days, and I just right. be like, "Oh, that sounds awesome, Grandma." 
I don't know nothing about it on a personal level. I just know, you know, I've gotten stopped because as I've said before, I, I used to travel for work. I've gotten stopped on the Las Vegas Strip and people will say to me, I, I, I've never seen a Browns fan before. You want to take a picture with me? I don't know whether to say yeah or punch the dude in the face. Right. Now, I wouldn't get stopped like that. I would just get, it would just start a I conversation. It would start a I conversation. They'd be like, man, it was like, you really are loyal to your team. Because I, I think, I, would, like that, I, think I came out to Vegas one year when we were on 16. And people, so now I was standing in security line. People were staring at me. They was like, you're really supportive, huh? And I'm like, yeah. That's you know, what I'm I've I'm been riding down with this. I mean, it's I've just been doing this. Here's you what know? else is crazy too. Here, here's here's the thing that really, really probably made me the most mad is that people in my own city were questioning me why I was wearing my Browns gear on a Sunday. People were like laughing. I always like, like, why are you wearing that? I'm like, because it's Sunday during a football Sunday. What other team am I supposed to wear? I always period. Look. Always wear my brown gear, and I this and I'm in new. the store. This ain't new. Neither right. is this. And I'm and I'm in the store getting liquor so I can be numb after we lose. Yes, <laughs> I'm still supporting my team. <laughs> Period. I used to tell people like my dude say, "Man, so how do you how do you how do you get through a week in Cleveland?" I'm like, "What you talking about?" Well, yeah, your your team is so bad. I said. We get through a week like you get through a week. I said, what's right. your team? This dude going to say, I said, what's your team? He was like, the Raiders. This one I was traveling all the time. <laughs> he goes, oh, I'm a Raiders fan. I said, so y'all won the Super Bowl since 83? Right. Yeah, y'all suck. Oh, well, at least we won one since 83. I said, yeah, but you suck. And he probably don't even remember it. But, come on, man. Yeah, he probably wasn't even, even born yet. But you know what, though? I think, I, think, I think the thing that probably helped us the most was probably the Cavs. Oh, listen. If you think about it. The Cavs. Now, now That's I'll kind of what this. got us through that. Now, first of all, I'll say this. I've always said this from day one. Nothing will change or nothing will be bigger than the Browns winning the Super Bowl. The Cavs could win 13 Super Bowls in a row, I mean, excuse me, championships in a row. And the Indians could win congruent 13 championships in a row. While that would be awesome, it ain't nothing on earth that's going to be better than just seeing the Browns in the Super Bowl. Nothing. Like, there's, like, there's no way to make that equal. You can't equal that. If the Browns get to the Super Bowl, I couldn't care less about anything that ever happened. And if these some bitches win a Super Bowl, man, like they're damn near burning city down. Listen, they're going. To, this is what I keep telling people: if we get to the Super Bowl, they're going to destroy everything downtown. If we win one, Cleveland will no longer exist. <laughs> Keeping it 100. It'd be a giant campfire. Keeping it 100, bro. <laughs> Tell me I'm lying. 
Like you can't, you laugh, but tell me I'm lying. No, you're not. <laughs> because you're not. Listen, and everybody might think it's just us because we black and that maybe we are going to be the no nah, bro. I know I know white folk that are I know white folk that I was in the service with that grew up in the Cleveland area that have told me on a regular, a regular situation, yo man, if the Browns win a two ball, I'm blowing some shit up. These are words. <laughs> these are words that I'm not making. They like I'm blowing some shit up. I don't know if they're blowing it up in Cleveland, but they blowing some shit up. Black people don't say that shit. Nah. Black people don't say that shit. We can't but say they, stuff like that out loud. You know, they, 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 they out there listening. Look, look, not out loud. <laughs> <laughs> but they blowing some shit up, and they told me that they were going to. Oh, I'm from Ohio, and I'm from Northeastern Ohio. Man, if the Browns win some shit, we can't set shit on fire, but I'll blow some shit up. This is what these guys have said to me. So I'm saying that to say, I would like to see some shit blown up. Not because I'm going to do it, and not because I okay it, but because I want to see the Browns win a Super Bowl. It'll, it'll be worth it. That's it, and that's It'll all. It'll be worth it. Whatever happens it. in the aftermath of us winning a championship is, is well worth it. Like, all right, what? man. But let's but let let's do this. Let's just briefly talk about Ohio State. It's only um, brief. It's only yeah. brief because we destroyed uh, destroyed Michigan State. What's that team? Now, I hate I hated that we had to do it to a Cleveland native. I hate that we had to do it. To, well, what did I say on on uh, on on Thursday? I said, "Hey, Mel." I appreciate you, homie. Uh, I congratulate you, but not not this week. Right. Not this week. What was the so final Mel, score? 52 to 14? Yeah. So, Mel, it, it don't have nothing to do with you, bro. We still love you. We still love Mel Tucker because he's from Cleveland. Uh, he grew up in the Cleveland area. He's done everything Cleveland that you could ever even want a, an individual to do. Uh, he's actually been on the Browns uh, coaching staff. And then he went and was like the head assistant coach down in uh, in Ohio State. So this dude has done everything. He's done everything. So I'm not upset at him for taking this job at uh, Michigan State. I'm only upset one time a year, and that's when he plays against us. Go ahead, bro. No, just saying Ohio State came out and, and pretty much had no business. They had to have that impressive win. Um, what was the final score? 52 to 14, right? Yep. yep. So, yeah, Justin Fields had a great day. Trey Sermon had a great day. Um, not too many things to, to criticize or pick at with this game. Um, they had a few lapses here and there, but that happens. So now the That's interesting really question is – Will Michigan play? Now, the thing supposedly is... It's, it's supposedly, it's on. Right. Now, the thing is, if we don't play, they're saying we wouldn't qualify for the Big Ten Championship. But Barry Alvarez did come out and say if something happened and that game got canceled, they would probably change the rules to let Ohio State... Because he said it's only right. Is that they're, they're ranked number four in the country, have a chance to win a national championship. 
So he pretty much said that Ohio State, um, unless they lose, they're, they're going to be in the uh, in the championship game. What happened? Well, I'm just laughing that uh, they showed John Elway up in his box, and he didn't have on a mask. And as right, soon as he put it on when the camera came on. He was up there by himself. Why did he even have a mask on? Right, there's he nobody up there with him. <laughs> he's in, he's in a private box by himself, masked up, drinking. But he threw a mask on because he ain't want to get the thing. <laughs> uh, you know, fine. He be out of, out of, <laughs> I was he cracking be up out like, of so quick. He was like, he was like, <laughs> <laughs> probably got somebody in his earpiece. Like, hey, uh, uh, John. Uh, on John, camera, get that mask on. John, John, put that damn mask on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but yeah, uh, I think I, I think we're gonna be okay. I mean, again, we don't know what's gonna happen with uh, with with Michigan this week, and if we get that game, I think we'll be okay because I don't think Michigan can beat us. Michigan, but, this will be the last game of the season, and they're not gonna want to be out there. They're not, and they. It's like and Michigan they State didn't want to be out there. Michigan State, they didn't want to play that game Saturday. But it'll be the exact same thing with Michigan. They don't want to really play that game because they know they can't beat us anyway, and nothing's going to happen positively for them. And there's they, no, and this year for losing do. teams, unless you go to the playoffs, there's no reward. Half these bowl games are going to get canceled. Mm-hmm. Probably more than half. They already started canceling some of them. You know what I'm saying? So what's the yeah. the value you know, I mean. besides individuals, you know, trying to get your draft status up? But that's why that, Kirk, but that's why Kirk said what he said. Kirk, what Kirk Kirby said wasn't uh the worst thing that you've ever heard. What he said was the truth. He said the complete, unadulterated truth, which was these guys ain't trying to play. Because just like you said, if we don't have, if we don't have anything to play for, why do we put our kids in the uh, in the situation that they can take this L? What do we win from that? And we don't right. care who it is. And of course, you think well, we don't care who it is when you when you're not gonna beat Ohio State, and it's not gonna benefit you in any way. So it's parts of me that understands what they're doing there's other parts of me that feels like yep that's what i thought because you're a bitch again (laughs) man um this is probably uh, the first ohio state michigan game that i'm not excited for i'm not excited for it however this is bitch again week and i can't wait to levy out all of my bitch again uh stuff um, uh, uh, you know, on them because I can't not do it. I've done it every year since I've, you know, had uh, any level of social media. So, hey, you guys, if you don't follow us, I'm going to do this real early. Instagram, Facebook, two guys in a mic, two W-O, uh, T-W-O, and uh, a mic, 216. Come check us out. Uh, we will be very Michigan hate heavy. I think the worst thing I ever did to somebody. This is Corey. You know, Corey is a Michigan alum. I know he's he says it, it, it was it was one year 
on that Friday before the game where I literally for about eight hours straight, every hour I texted him, it's such and such time in Michigan still sucks. And he, he was like, dude, are you going to do this all day? I'm like, yes. <laughs> I did it for about eight, eight straight every hour on the hour. Michigan sucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but now it's to the point now where it's not. I don't even know if it's any. It's still fun. Oh no, it's fun. But but no, but, but, but they they they're, they're so defeated. They're, they're so not, defeated. It may not be fun. It may not be fun all week. It may not be fun. You know, like all day. But it's still fun. And here's so, the beauty for those that don't know. So on Ohio State's campus during Michigan week. Any building, any school building that has an M is crossed out. Literally everywhere on camp, literally, not just a couple of buildings, every building that has an M in its name or anywhere the on the walls, anyway, they all get a red X. It's X out week. So we don't play, we don't play no uh, X letters. We don't do it. That's why yeah, I this game might be man. That's this, why I this, said this, this. might be one of the ugliest Ohio State Michigan games in history. But that's why I called it bitchy. I didn't want to, you know, I wasn't gonna go into the full explanation. But Sean is spot on. Yeah, because like Ryan Day, literally, he does not like Jim Harbaugh at all. Yeah, but, pretty much, of course not. Look, so. Jim Harbaugh didn't make himself likable trying to rat us out. This is what you're going to do, dog. Right. This is what you're going to do. You're going to put our shit out there. Really? I mean, because I'll tell you, you know, Herb, Herb didn't like Michigan at all, but he really didn't like, he really, nobody has liked Harbaugh, bro. Nobody has liked Harbaugh. Harbaugh is a piece of crap. And the day and the moment that he just lets go of the three uh, yards in a cloud of dust and the whole, uh, Bo Schembechler play that he I'm a I'm gonna put the bow glasses on and act like I'm a dude. Give all that shit up and just teach your team how to win. Hey, if, if you want to go even take it a step further too, like I did with the Steelers, Michigan can thank us for any success that they had too. I mean, Bo Schembechler was from Ohio. Um, see, here we go. See who hey, else? You're right. A couple right. of their coaches were like from Ohio. They, they recruited all their top players back in the day from Ohio, Ohio because back Charles then, Wood. before before uh, Trestle, Ohio State, for whatever reason, did not recruit in the state of Ohio. Charles Wilson is from Fremont, which is in right. Ohio. Elvis Gerback. Uh, Elvis Gerback Desmond went to the Howard. At the same time that my wife graduated high school, Elvis okay. Gerback did. Ricky At Powers. VASJ over here. Up the street uh, from Pierre Woods, like all of my all the good players Woods. came from Ohio. All these guys came from Ohio. Y'all wouldn't have even been good if it wasn't from Ohio. We have and then really, and then once Trestle cut off your Ohio connections, that's when y'all start going south. That's when your program has really hadn't been that good. But that was then, a good thing. Listen, because at that point, then we started getting those Texas boys. Uh, more of those Texas boys and more of those Florida boys and those, uh, uh, you know, special California. stuff. 
California right. boys. And then guess what? It was over with at that point. We too fast. That was like uh, Herb coming was the best thing that ever happened because he opened us up. Like we didn't mm-hmm. be, we weren't like a like a uh, you know that small ball type of game. We were actually playing a big ball game. Like right, we're Just ready. Powerful we, we got the spread offense, and we can run as fast as you can run, and we can do because shit. Look at look at we won the one that national championship that first uh, playoff without Z. Mm-hmm. Z came from Ohio. He's from Jersey. Yeah, he ain't from Ohio, but we also had guys from Florida. We had guys from Texas. We had like you said, guys from Cali. We set the bar. The great thing about uh, Herb was the Herb had universal appeal. He wasn't right. reading. He wasn't. I think that Trestle. As good. Well, as think Trussell about was, it too. He had he already had relationships in Florida from from his time down there. Huh? You know, so he already had relationships in yeah, Florida Herb before the high schools from his time down there. Herb had that relationship, you know. And as much as I love Tress, Tressel was kind of regional. Uh, John Cooper was another guy that he really recruited well. He just didn't coach really, well. If, if if you want to be real, the John Cooper era probably in the history of Ohio State, probably saw the best talent. He recruited ever. well, bro. In the history of Ohio well. State, John Cooper probably had the most NFL ready and that talent. Dude, he just he just couldn't beat Michigan. Well, he just could not figure out how to stop goofballs named uh Timothy Bianca Batuka. Right. Who ran for more yards than any doggone back in the history of that goddamn game? You have to know how to how to beat these guys when it matters. And then he thought he's the guy that made me feel like I feel about uh, Stefanski uh, overall. Like at the end of the day, he was the coach who said that Michigan was oh, a regular yeah. game. Right. It was a regular. No, it's not. It's not a regular game. It's never a regular game. That's why, while I'm not excited, per se, for Michigan, don't think that I'm not going to give Michigan grief all week because it's not a regular game. It ain't never not a regular game. Screw y'all, and I hope y'all lose. And especially after we went through, like, that 15-year period when we couldn't beat them. Oh, that was awful. Thank you. You know. Thank you. So as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, every year, this is usually the Michigan week is usually during Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. week. Yeah. So this is different because it's like a week and a half after things, almost two weeks after Thanksgiving. And it also it's seems weird. to always align with the Browns playing the Steelers too that week. It a does. lot of not all the time. Like usually, a lot of time. Look, usually that's the win we get, and not and not the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> So hopefully, you know, this week coming up, uh, like I said, I, I can't stand uh, Michigan. I just can't. Uh, the team up north, whatever the team went, I don't give a damn what you're saying. I hate those some bitches. I can't stand them. And I'm looking for us to beat the, the balls off of y'all uh, come this week. 
And I'm, I'm looking for, for the Browns to I'm, be I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be like a, a 30 or 40 point victory. Maybe even more we'll than that. Probably wipe it. We'll probably wipe them out. I hope. I don't care how we beat them. I just want to beat them. And I'm going to talk shit all week, by the way. I'm not letting up. I don't care that y'all are not in a good spot. So what? I'm sick of y'all. And I'm sick of y'all shit. <laughs> I'm going to give y'all grief. Which, which this okay. may, may well be uh, Jim Harbaugh's last game as a Michigan coach as well. I want Jim Harbaugh's job to be saved. He needs to come back next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely need him. We definitely need him. So. I love Jim Harbaugh. I don't know about y'all Michigan folks, but I love Jim Harbaugh, and he needs his job. You don't want him to be on unemployment, do you? Uh, he'll be in the NFL. So some team will offer him. Keep up. Jim Harbaugh. Keep Jim Harbaugh, because I don't want the Browns to think that they got a gym. What'd you say? I don't want the Browns to think that they got a gym and be like, oh, we can get Jim Harbaugh, man. You know what? We almost had Jim Harbaugh when- I know uh, that. I know that. Was, was, was it when, when um, what's his name? Who was, was the dude with the gym that uh, came and stole money? Uh, you Home. talking uh, Holmgren? Yeah, I think when Holmgren was here, didn't we almost that trade was when, for That Harbaugh? was when uh, Pat Shermer was here. Right after Pat Shermer was gone, everybody thought that they were going to hire uh, 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 Harbaugh, and they did. Well, they 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 were going to make a trade. Like a lot of people don't know that you can trade coaches. Um, that happened actually with uh, Gruden. Yep. Gruden yeah, was actually was traded Tampa, from the Raiders to Tampa, Tampa. Tampa. Right, and I think what they well, did was did, didn't they give uh, Oakland draft picks yeah. and money. Something like that. Something, something yeah, weird. He was in Tampa, and then he yeah. ended up winning the Super Bowl that year, or whatever. When it should have been Tony Dungy, should have been Tony Dungy's, right? Like he pretty much pulled a Steve Kerr. You know, he man, like, come on, Dungy come built on. that team up, and come on, man. And, and it's crazy because they all gave a lot of those players gave Tony Dungy the. Uh, the you know the the you know the love after the game like they were all like yo we wouldn't be here without uh td blah 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 such and such so i'm actually happy that he got his own ring after that right that he didn't have to live off of that bull right or live off of their you know kind of like feeling bad i'm glad he he actually won his own uh championship but uh Listen, y'all, the Browns and Ohio State could potentially be in the playoffs this year. I can't remember the last time that that happened. 2002, it was a little bit different. So 2002, we, we totally. made that run. Ohio State won a national championship. Totally different. Totally different team. We could actually get beyond the first round this year if we do things correctly. We should have got past the first round that year if it wasn't for Dennis Northcutt dropping that third down. No, pass. I mean, come on. Do you expect Dennis Northcutt <laughs> to catch any goddamn thing? <laughs> that's your fault. And that's my and, fault, too, because I thought he said And we fall. got beat by by freaking – who was that quarterback? It was uh, – uh, 
It wasn't Ben. It was uh, no. It was before Ben. It was that bum that was like in that in that alternate league. What was his name? What was his name? Hold on, let me pull up. I'm about to look it up. Yeah. Give us a minute, fans, because uh, apparently our crack staff is on crack. So we got to look stuff up ourselves. Uh, got it. Come on, come on. Tommy Maddox. Tommy freaking. Ain't that the dude that uh, Rocky fought in Rocky Five? That's Tommy Gunn. The same difference. Same difference. <laughs> <laughs> Think about Tommy Morrison. <laughs> Shit, that's the same difference. And speaking of fights, did you watch the Errol Spence? Uh, Danny I did Garcia not watch it. I didn't have eighty dollars to spend on that last night. Well, I somehow one one the uh, person I follow on YouTube. It was a good fight though. When I he saw showed him. it for free. It was all right, man. It was a very. It was just one of those technical fights. Um, because they're both really good defensive fighters, so it wasn't a whole lot of action. And Errol Spence just outclassed him. He didn't really beat him down. I mean, he beat, you know what I'm saying? He beat him he soundly. Beat him, but it wasn't like a... You know what I'm saying? It's one of those technical fights. He And he and he won on, you know, unanimous, unanimous decision on points, which is what I expected. Because Danny Garcia, people don't know, who don't watch boxing, don't know who Danny Garcia is and thought that Errol was just going to knock him out. No, Danny, no, Danny Garcia is a, is a, is a world champion. You're not about yeah. to knock Danny out like that. Danny is no. too, he's too elusive. He's too... He's a world champion. Yeah, you know, like so. you say, he he's he's one of those guys that already knows, uh, you know, he he's not necessarily defensive, but he's a guy that understands how to play this game. Right. As a whole, if I'm getting ready to get knocked out, I took it in, right? And ride this out and see how the how the refs play this thing. So hopefully, we'll, this will lead to a Bud Crawford, Errol Spence fight because that's the fight, fight everybody wants to see. And I've said this, I'll pay for that one. I feel like he's avoiding, but I'm I'm not you gonna lie. So? A lot of people are. I, I feel like he's avoiding, but like, and that's Bud just my Crawford hasn't had for Bud Crawford to not have had a big marquee fight yet. It's something he going hasn't. on. And, you know, Listen, it might be politics so, involved. So then, so if you if you ain't had no big fight, how you fight Garcia before you fight this guy? Because Garcia's had big fights. So how you fight this guy instead of fight? Because the draw is always going to be the dude that's the biggest dude. Yeah, because, I mean, Errol Spenson fought Sean Porter, too. When, when he fought, listen, I'll tell you what. When he fought Sean, and I knew Sean's people, I was saying, man, if Sean could pull this off, man, it's a hell of a fight. But it was a close fight. He did outpoint Sean. When he won that fight, I said, yo, Okay, so now he the clear pound for pound, point for point guy in that class. It's it's really nobody. I know I know what Bud talking about, but he clearly that guy. You can't argue it, and of course Bud is gonna argue it because in his mind it's me. But who have you fought, Bud? You ain't fought Danny Garcia or uh, uh, Porter. You ain't did neither one of those. You see what I'm saying? He ain't done neither one of those. However, 
there's a reason that he chose that route as opposed to just going after after Bud. Because Bud is a monster. Yeah. And and Bud don't give a shit about all that. But listen, I, I if they fought, I think the small edge would go to, to Porter. Uh, to Bud, rather. I'm sorry. I think so, too. And that's a fight that, that, that I'll, I'll pay for. Now, a fight I'm not paying for is this farce that's about to come up with Floyd Mayweather and Luke Paul. Um, they're fighting on February 20th. And I want to see that's how many official, people get suckered. Now? Well, Floyd said it on his Instagram. It. it was on ESPN. Yeah, I heard about it, but I didn't know that was official yet. So I so wasn't I saying anything about it on purpose. I guess I, it's semi-official. And uh, I want to see how many people get suckered in the pain. You know, that might be that. I'm not. I don't want to see Floyd Mayweather do nothing. No more. No. Not unless he's fighting against a guy that's on his caliber. Uh, <clears throat> which anybody that's on his caliber at this point, he's not going to fight. Right. He's just not going to do it. Like, to me, right now, there's maybe two people that's on his caliber. Errol Spence and Bud Porter. He ain't finna fight neither one of them cats. No. He ain't finna not fight right now. Not right now. Not, not at this stage of his. Well, he's not. I can't no. even say stage of his career because he really don't have one right now. But at his yeah, age, he's not gonna do it. But uh, one more thing too. Um, if you have Showtime, I caught a documentary on the humble this morning on uh, Hector Camacho, man. Oh, and, word? Uh, yeah, I gotta it see was that. Really, it, it was. It was really I love, good. I love. Hector Camacho, uh, Macho Camacho. Macho Camacho, he was, he was excellent. And for you guys who don't know or understand what era of of, uh, of the game, boxing game that me and Sean came up in, or Sean and I, should I say that grammatically correct? Um, we are 46, so we grew up in the 80s um, where there was uh, USA fights. We saw a lot of... Uh, Hector Camacho, we saw Boom Boom Mancini, we saw Ray uh, Leonard. Sugar Ray Leonard, the, the, the golden era of boxing. Yeah, we watched boxing when, the, what, like, Tommy Hearns, when these guys were brand new. And not totally brand new, but brand new. Like, we watched Roberto Duran and, and, and Hagler, you know, uh, uh, we watched these guys go at it. We saw the rise of Mike Tyson. We watched Mike Tyson rise and fall. So we're not talking about the boxing that you guys know. Just in case there's people that are listening like, oh, wow, they don't have no respect for, uh, you know, Floyd. Uh, we don't necessarily dislike Floyd. We just understand how boxing used to be where you just fought cats. You didn't dance around and run and all that stuff. You just fought. You stood in the middle of the ring and you fought. And if you lost, you lost. And you come back. You fought them again. Just, yeah, you have you have a trilogy. Yeah, that's just how you know. That's how we grew up. That's how, well, now everybody's scared through. for their fighter to get an L nowadays. Yeah, that they kind of kind of because I think it's because the bottom guys aren't as good anymore. Yeah, remember you could you could back in the day. You always had that 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 B tier of guys, whether it was heavy or, or middle or, or welter or whatever. Yeah, you had to get through before you got to that elite guys. class. Yeah, yeah. So you had your A tier, which would consist of whoever was there at that time. 
And then you had your B tier of guys that you could fight and you wouldn't take a step down by fighting them. Yeah, like uh, like 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 Ike Corte. Right, right. Or Ronaldo Snipes. Or back in the day, you would fight a, a, a Livingston Bramble. Yeah, yeah right. Fight, fight Bramble if you want to. That dude might take your ass out. But yep. that's what the B-level guys were at that time. You don't have that no more. You don't have the B-level guys that are, are are equivalent on any level to the uh, to the A-level guys. Mm-hmm. The only thing that made you a B-level guy back in the day might have been your trainer or something like that, or your promoter. It wasn't how you fought because Bramble was a crazy man, and most people didn't want to fight him because they were thinking to themselves, this dude might go upside my head. Like, he don't understand. Right. You can't fight me like this. That's not what we are dealing with right now. Right now, everybody understands the rules. <clears throat> and nobody's coming at your neck like that. And that's what we're seeing anymore. You're, you're just seeing guys put fights together that ain't the best fights, but they're entertaining. And I from what I heard, I didn't see the fight. But from what I heard, last night's fight was pretty entertaining, at least. But I expected for Errol, because Errol is good, man. Errol is solid, technically. He's technically sound. It's going to be tough to beat him. It's going to be tough to beat him. Yeah, very, very good defensive fighter, too. He doesn't stand yeah. still, doesn't give yeah, you a target. He, he, he not by you know. the what you want him to do. He's just going to sit still and he's going to wait. And as soon as you open up, pop, pop. Like, that's right. that's how he get down. So we'll, we'll see what happens, man, because once they start letting fans back into the arena, well, they actually had fans at the fight yet last night because it was in Dallas. Yeah, um, they were just a little bit further out. They were a little bit further We'll see, like, like in, in, in Vegas, when they start letting fans back in and need to recoup some of the money they've lost. Let's see if they start making these big fights just to... That man. So, other than that, man, did you have anything else that you wanted to add about the Browns? Nothing. Nothing. Anything else specific? Again, I love you guys. Uh, I really appreciate everything that you guys, uh, the energy that you guys have brought to this show. Um, Sean and I try to bring it every time, and we also understand that it's not just about us, but we try to bring you to you guys the facts. So we're appreciative of anybody and everybody who, you know, spends any time listening or uh, paying attention to us on on YouTube. Uh, please subscribe to our YouTube. Two guys in a mic, TWO. Guys in a mic, two one six. Subscribe, watch us. I get so many Instagrams and so many inboxes and so many text messages. Because people just believe that we're we are in the know about shit. So I I appreciate that. I do. But you know what? If you guys put it on our platforms, that would be so much more dope because it'll give both of us an opportunity to respond. And we would appreciate that. So, you know, again, shout out to the guys that wanna holler at me or holler at us. But holler at the group of us, uh, two guys and a mic on Facebook, Instagram, two guys and a mic on uh, YouTube, 
two guys in a mic uh, at gmail.com if you want to email us. And we got Sean, tell us about the streams. I think you know. <laughs> you... Yeah, we got Spotify, we're on Anchor, we're on uh, Apple iTunes, we're on Google Podcasts. Um, so, really, any streaming platform that's out there, we're available at Two Guys and a Mic. Um, and just listen to us, man. And hopefully, um, as we continue to grow, we can bring you. We don't more make this shit content. up. We don't make this shit up. I tell you that. Like the stuff that we say during the game, the reason that I say you should have listened, Sean said some of the stuff that I saw today on our midweek show. He literally, because man, because we are we we are true fans. This is this is our our team. Like this is something that we were born into, man. This is our heart and soul. Like we love the Indians, we love the Cavs, we love Ohio State, but the Browns. That's that's our heart. That's our bread. That's, you know that's what I'm saying? Bread. That's so we we know when when it comes to the Browns, we know what we're talking about. We just don't talk out our ass about stuff. We really take the time to, you know, give you good analysis. And, and we so. could give you all emotion, but we don't. Right. We actually give you emotion as well as giving you um, real facts. Because as Sean said, you know, we know this stuff and we've seen this stuff. Like, it was, a, Sean, I'll tell you, if you watched last show, he brought up something in the show and his what he thought the Browns needed to do. It made me stop. I stopped like, wow, I didn't even think about that. That's a great point. He was talking about Rashard Higgins. I said, I ain't even, that ain't even one of my things, but I can't go forward without saying how great of a point that was. That's how good of a show that this is. It's not about somebody talking in my ear. We don't have people talking in our ear. This is us. And this is how we move. And I appreciate Sean's intake because Sean is a student of the game just like me. And he don't always have my insight and he doesn't always have my thought process. And that's why I appreciate Sean. So if y'all want this, y'all need to come on, man. Come get in. I'm telling you, we're not giving y'all fake stuff. We give you all real stuff and we taking time out of our day. And you also might have an opportunity to even come on the show one time. You um, might get a chance. Yes, in the past. So Listen, if you might get a chance and insight, we might and invite you what? on the show. The time is coming up for somebody else to be on the show. So it could be you. But you have to show the level of interest in what we do. And you have to show the level of understanding about the game. It's not just about being on the show. It's also about giving people the impact and the information that they need. Because if you can't give them the information, there nothing we can do with you. We want to be informational, and we also want to be emotional, but we don't want to be over-emotional. Sean touched me in. I touched Sean in. I thought Sean was going to be the more emotional guy, but I apparently I'm I've been because because I, I can't do it anymore. I can't I can't go on that emotional roller coaster. <laughs> I've given all that I can give with this team, <laughs> so now I'm kind of like even kill, man. I ain't saying that I don't get emotional anymore, but 
I bring myself when I feel myself going there, I gotta bring it down. I was like, I, I can't, I can't go there with them anymore. Yeah, now, and, but that's once, but that's, now here's the thing. Here's the thing. Once we clinch the playoffs, a playoff that's going all out the window. I'll that's be, what I said. And, I got and, 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 all that logic and 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 stuff that I've been preaching all season. That's going right out, out the window. window. It's going right out the window. <laughs> Soon as I see the little ticker on the bottom of the screen, the Cleveland Browns have clinched the playoff spot. It's all over. I'm all in. <laughs> and I, I, I'm only going to agree with that because I had some stuff written down for today because a lot of people didn't think we were going to win this game. Including but me. I refrain, I refrain <laughs> from reading what I wrote down initially because I said, nah, it's not time yet. It's just not time yet. But when we get there, oh, y'all going to get it and y'all going to feel it. <laughs> y'all going to get it and y'all going right. to feel it. I'm giving it to man, you. Man, look. I've but been I for the last... In, I tucked it in today. Man, for, for, for the last... What year? 2020? Yep. Man, for the last 28, almost 30 years. They don't I understand, have been bro. ridiculed. They don't the it, bro. Now, when I went to college at Alabama State University, they had all my, my college buddies was like, what is it with you and this team? And as bad as we've been, they've given me nothing but hell. Ridicule, you know, all of that. So understand, Browns, bro. turn this corner and we get, I'm letting everybody have it. Like, I've been real calm. I haven't really it's been talking no trash. Back. Yes, y'all going everything that y'all have given to me, y'all getting back twofold. It's all been coming real quiet back. Lately. It's yeah, all coming back. All of it. And people don't understand. Again, I I know what you're talking about, bro. Cats, I've been all over this damn uh, country, and I've been all over this planet. And people just they're like, man, I remember being in Vegas a year or so ago, going berserk over uh, the Raiders-Browns game, going crazy. And they were like, yo, why is this game so important to you? Well, that's the game we got cheated. We got cheated. But they we had that first down and close it out. At the time, we were winning, and people were like, why is this game so important? Like, they thought I put, like, my whole life savings on this game. And I'm like, I didn't bet on this game at all. I'm just watching. Right. Like, it like everybody was like, wow. Because you know, in Vegas, it's all about betting. They could not understand how I was just sitting there rooting for the Browns <laughs> just because <laughs> they were like, Man, I, I've never seen anybody. When my wife came out to Vegas, she like I took her to the same spot. They was like, Man, we thought this dude was nuts. We thought he was crazy. We thought he was insane just the way he was acting. He was screaming, he was yelling, he was cursing, but he was by himself. <laughs> <laughs> Which made it even weirder. Like he was by himself. Like, and, and then we asked him what's going on and he didn't even bet money. He was just in here going berserk. Like, do you know how crazy I looked in Vegas and you said, no, I ain't bet nothing. This is just my team. Like, you look like a nutcase. So, 
I said all that to say, this ain't new to me. This ain't right. new to show. I've, I've, I've been there too. The this year, the year we came back into the league, I was living in Indianapolis, and it was a Browns backers club there. And one of the clubs, one of the, the uh, bars we were at, it was half Steelers. It had a, a beer section and us. And this Ooh. is the game where, where we beat New Orleans for our first win on our uh, Hail Mary. And Tim we Pouch. went absolutely bananas. And everybody is looking at us like, y'all only won one game. Y'all like one in 10. But y'all don't understand. Wrong with y'all? Right. But you don't understand. It's about us, homie. Like exactly. this is a building block. This is a this is the first block. Like and, and people don't understand it, but it's okay. Because guess what? They I've been sitting uh as 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 my man 50 Cent said, I've been patiently waiting. <laughs> I've been patiently waiting. <laughs> I've been patiently waiting for my opportunity. My track to flow on, as 50 would say. I've been patiently waiting for a track to get flowed on. I've been waiting, and I think we're here. We're, well, listen, first of all, as Sean pointed out, it ain't about uh, a non-losing record. We don't have a losing record. We can lose every game from here on out for the first time that we can think of. The Browns will finish above 500. That is awesome to us. And I know other teams right. don't have to deal with that, but we do. But that's why we got this show. So we can express that because everybody don't talk about that. I got a homie that X'd me off his page because he said I was too negative. Wow. Just because I pointed out the things that the Browns don't do well. He said, man, I thought listening to your show and listening to, you, to what you was talking about, that you would be more positive. He X'd me out. That's crazy. He blocked us. He blocked wow. two guys in the mic. He blocked, he don't listen to the show no more. He don't do none of that no more. Because he thought that we were just going to have this happy-go-lucky bullshit show. And for the most part, we have been positive. Bro, say that again, Sean. I'm sorry. What you say? We had non-victory, so we don't compl- we, we ain't on here being negative. It's at all. So, just so here's the thing, though. Here's what we're not doing. Sean, Sean just said it. We have been pretty positive. But here's the key. When we do something wrong, we just point out what we did wrong. It's called discipline. It's like raising a kid. I'm not letting my kids do whatever. Right. I'm going to tell my kid, if I see you do that again, I'm going to spank you. That's it. We that's just all. see we just see the flaws in the team we need to improve. And we're just that's being all. honest about it. Right. And so he said, he don't even know you, Sean, but he said that we are too negative. I mean, I can't help that our defense is a piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, it just is what it is. I can't I can't sugarcoat it in any other way. It just is what it is. But he said we was too negative, man. So the dude decided that he didn't want to be a part. And listen, I'm not even clowning the dude. Because if I was clowning him, I would have brought his name up. I'm not doing that. I understand. And it is what it is. To each his own. What I'm saying, ultimately, though, is everybody's not going to like us. But guess what? It's not going to change. Sean and I have made a, 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 an effective decision 
we're doing this show whether y'all listen or y'all don't. All right. All right. So, so how about how about the next show? Um, if the Browns lose, we just be pop. We'll sit here and we'll drink uh peppermint schnapps. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and eat what cupcakes and just be positive stop for the whole it. show. Listen, listen, stop you know it. what I'm saying? Stop how about we do that? Just, just get listen. some fruity drinks. Listen, stop it, jerk. It's some cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> get some peppermint schnapps. We'll sip on that for our victory shot. Like, you know, come so on, to be all We not, we not about to do that. And that's one of the reasons why when, when I decided that I wanted to do a show, I could have done a show by myself and did whatever with the show. I never, I never thought about a show by myself. I always thought about a show with my homie. That was all I ever thought about because I knew that there was like one or two people on earth that could offset my fire. It's only one or two people. And actually I had both of them on this show so far. I'm not saying names, but it's only two people that can offset my fire. And one of them does a show with me every week. I interrupt this dude's week every, twice a week. And I appreciate, that's why I say every day, man, I love this dude. I love this dude, that's not fake. I love this guy because we've done this same conversation effectively for close to 30 years, effectively. We had a break, we had a moment where we wasn't doing it because we didn't, uh, I know most of you YouTube and Facebook and Instagram people can't even believe this, but we've been friends before any of that stuff ever existed. So we lost contact with each other and we didn't have the same connection and we right. hooked back up, linked back up. And guess what? It was like, we never missed a doggone beat. We still have care for each other's families. We still care about whatever each other does and how we're doing in general. So I don't care what nobody says. I don't care what nobody feels. I, I lost a person that's, that didn't want to listen no more. And I was upset to an extent, only to an extent though. The other part of that was, okay, because I'm not going to change what we do because we're not doing anything negative. We're talking about the games. If you're going to listen to me applaud my team and you need to listen to me uh, uh, excoriate my team, I'm still in a Stephen A uh, uh, word. I'm going to excoriate my team when I want to because this team has been a part of me since I was a kid. Ain't nobody finna tell me how to talk about my team. Ain't nobody finna tell me how to talk about my team. And my boy, my partner, one of my best friends on the planet, one of my favorite people on earth understands that. And he feels the exact same way. Ain't nobody finna tell Sean how he needs to feel about the Browns, period. Nobody. He's been doing this for too long. So if y'all want to be down, that's cool. If you don't, that's cool too. We'll be back next week. <laughs> <laughs> we're just here to have fun. At the end of the day, we're here to have fun. You know, don't, don't take everything too seriously. It's not that serious, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's all in fun. 
So. But we also want to leave you guys with something to think about while you watch the game. So if you listen to our midweek show and our keys to the game, if you watch the game and listen to our keys, it could change how you watch the show. Because to be completely and totally honest, Sean had three keys, I had three keys. Every six of those keys hit this week. Watching the show and thinking to yourself, these dudes told me this could happen. These dudes kind of said, "This, if this happens, we win. And guess what happened? All six happened, and we won. Yeah, even Colin Cowherd does not hit on six of his keys. Come you on, know what bro. I'm saying? So, Come on, but Look, bro. man, we, we, we said, I think, I think we, we ran our mouth long enough for the day. Yeah, because I don't want to you know do what I'm it. Saying? Let's, yeah, let's go ahead and, and wrap it up. Uh, once again, I love you, my brother. Uh, you already know. I hope you have a good week. So let's start to your week tomorrow. And then we'll see you guys um, probably Wednesday, but sometimes our midweek show, you know, we may have to adjust it from time to time. That's why but we normally, call it the midweek show. But normally it's, 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 a, it's on a Wednesday. And then probably next week, man, I thought about this. We probably do our show Monday. Monday night, we, so it'll probably we'll be probably do yeah, a Monday night show. Be a, a late, a late show. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll keep you guys posted because I I think he's absolutely right. Because next week the Browns play uh, the Ravens on Monday night at uh, Cleveland Brown Stadium. I don't give a damn that it's called First Energy it's Cleveland <laughs> Brown Stadium. <laughs> I do this every time. If you listen to the show, you already know. I do this every time. So, yeah, uh, we'll check in with you guys uh, midweek. Uh, and then, you know, we'll, we'll let you guys know when to listen to us going forward. Sean, my brother, I love you. I love everybody who's listening. Peace out. See you all on Wednesday. There's an important message waiting for you at the Truth About Child Loss podcast. It's a message of heartache and pain, but also of strength, faith, resilience, perseverance. The Truth About Child Loss by the Christian Jaden Project, available now on Spotify. This is Two Guys in a Mic. Your hosts are Ron Pierce and Sean Davis. Our show is sponsored by The Christian Jaden Project. They can be reached on Facebook and on Instagram at The Christian Jaden Project. Also, they can be reached on the web at thechristianjadenproject.org. We're also sponsored by Renegade Soul. Renegade Soul can be reached on Facebook as well as on Instagram at Renegade Soul 216 and on the web at Renegade Soul 216.com. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you guys on our midweek show. Peace.